You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Holy Week Hello. at Vocal, at vocal Fry. Holy Week. Holy Week at Vocal Fry. I think Michael's totally. the only one who doesn't have anything that's probably not sort of normal. Or, or do you have activities also? Uh, they want me to come eat Passover food in Hattiesburg. Friday. When is that Friday? For, for <laughs> Passover, yeah. sab- like Sabbath kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You want to know like a guilty secret? I mean, it's not a secret anymore because I'm about to say it on the podcast. I, on a regular basis, will mix up the name of Good Friday and call it Black Friday. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, that's, all the that's, time. I now, mean, I it mean, should well, be noted, it's, an, it's almost a more accurate name. Well, I mean, right, I mean, from a sort of liturgical point of view, yeah, it's a dark day. But, like, sort of the, all the, the time I'll just accidentally be like, yeah, you know, on Black Friday, no, Good Friday. It's okay. Good The Friday. week before Christmas, my grandmother one year asked us, uh, asked us if we would come over to eat dinner for Palm Sunday. Like, she'd mixed up her holidays. Oh, so. God. <laughs> it was really awkward. Look, Holy Week, they run together. Yeah, well, so here we are. It's Easter Week here at, uh, <laughs> here at Vocal Fry. Yes. And uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Yes, in fact. Also at Vocal Fry. Yes. And uh, Dr. Perna was not doing such a good job of holding that together yesterday. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, when you go out and you're gone for six days... In March. And then your graduate student sends you his program notes and doesn't tell you that he intentionally didn't format them because he said that you And then you spend an hour of your morning formatting them. I was like, I feel so loved. I didn't mean for you to do this. (laughs) And like... I was sitting there thinking, and like, I mean, like literally, your wife was describing the scene to me, and I the could just, only thing I could just I, hear the churning of like the on fire oven, the windmill. No, 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 no. Here was the here was the here was the moment that was bad. Michael sent me his program notes, and the only moment that I was bad, and where I will really criticize you. I mean, there were some things that would have been just normal fixing things, whatever. Here's the only point where I will really criticize you, in light of the fact that I now realize that you didn't, you intentionally didn't format them. You included an extra verse of L'Invitation au Voyage that you don't (laughs) sing. Oh, yeah. Baudelaire wrote three verses. Oh, did I? Dupark set... Dang, I thought verses. I caught all that because I caught all t- I caught all the extra fidule verses. No, I was busy thinking about that. There was one you caught. There, there was an there's there's three verses that Baudelaire wrote, and uh, I would have caught that when I formatted it and put the text side by side. If you can't understand him, vocal fry audience, we're really sorry. There's a thing with They're Michael's used- eating chicken on the on podcast. The, I, I They're almost used to said that a few minutes ago, eat. where I was like. Michael eats chicken on the podcast, our podcast somewhat regularly. Like, actually, I thought this I was a know. podcast about bacon. I don't know if uh, it's that he just eats a lot of chicken, and so it, it's more likely that he's going to be eating that, or if it's just, we just always record when I'm hungry. This I'm is like, so straight. Well, we've it's recorded. Bad. We're recording at a very strange time of day again, and I mean, it's this true. is what's what's the name? You know how there's like people talk about how there's literally... oh. Hello, random child. That's uh, that's just our neighbor. Oh well, still a random child to me. 
you know, people are like, oh, it's literally a mental disorder where the sound of people eating just like. Oh, yes, that's the real thing. My wife has that. I she have, can't stand people eating. I, I, I have it's that. And so it's a constant battle. To not punch Michael? Or anybody. Oh. Maybe just, Sarah's the Hulk. Just eating, it, hearing people eat, it's just like this. I don't even know how to describe how it makes me feel on the inside. But, like, and it's this, bad. This is the topic. Okay, so in CCM Voice Bed, in our graduate voice pen oh, class, no. we were talking yesterday. We were doing some mic technique stuff yesterday. And we were talking about making sounds that are sort of like the, you know, screamo. screamo. <laughs> Not in that. Case, in case you didn't sounds. just know what that was automatically. Screamo <laughs> sounds uh, with, with, with a microphone. Okay, with a microphone. <laughs> we were doing it with a microphone. And cupping our hands and all this kind of around thing. the microphone, around the head. microphone, and uh, and I keep having this picture in my mind of Sarah as a screamo I'm artist, a screamo and artist. I just realized that her song, her song people. is about people. Chewing, chewing with their mouth open it's, and making noise. It's like, bad. The like other, Sarah, like the celery must be horrible. Oh, I don't know anybody who eats celery. <laughs> but like the other day, last, last weekend. Or potato chips. No, so it's weird things. Last weekend, when I was in Gulfport, Jamie and I went and we got ice cream. And the sound of him eating ice cream. the ice because he was he had a cone, ice so he was like cream. licking it. It was oh, ice cream. Ice cream. That shouldn't be it. I, I held mean, it. normally it's like when people chew like, something crunchy. It was like or a something smack. Like it was like a like a. I it's not. It's the liquidy smacky. It's the biscuit noises. Like I can't make the noise, but it was a smacking noise. People who who know this, they know it's just that. It's that sound. And so I held it in as long as I could. And finally, I was like, Jamie, Jamie. Are we recording Jamie, an ASMR podcast now? Like, <laughs> I'm. I'm I'm so sorry, but could you please just, just a little quieter? And like, it's bad because I, I know it gets on his nerves when so, I ask him to eat more quietly. So this this I has been a this has been dying. a major point of uh, not contention so okay much, but now. a major point of development in my life because I may or may not have been raised in a barn, and <laughs> my wife may may or may not have bring bring that up on a somewhat regular basis. Uh, throughout the course of our marriage, uh, almost, almost. About you eating loudly. We're gonna be married fourteen years this year. Uh, yeah, about about me. Well, she has the same thing. Actually, what's the worst is her two sisters have it very badly, specifically regarding chips and ice. Chips are. I will say, chips are bad. Or potato. I don't know what it is about potatoes in general. I guess you cook them in crunchy fashions. But well, the worst thing for them is pita chips. I could believe that. Mm, I could see that. See, I think I must be I must be mentally wrong in the other direction because I love to eat these foods, particularly for the crunch, the crunchy sensation. Yes. It's like you live for the crunch. And I see, do. I literally I will annoy myself eating these foods. That's how her I sisters are. I love pita chips, but I sit there chewing them, and I'm like, I'm so loud. Can Why everybody can't I remember hear me? the name of this And so I'll chew, disorder. like, really, I'll try to chew food really there, quietly. There's a name for I it. I know there is, because when I found out, I was like, oh my gosh, I finally, it has a name. But. Um, I don't recall. Oh, podcast world, you didn't know you were going to get just a. <laughs> I, I, I forget. Hear uh, all about this. What, what it is. A- anyway, it would it, it was it was uh, 
it, it has been an interesting journey sort of through that CCM voice ped class. I have to decide the things that I'm going to change about it next time I teach it, because I will definitely... The first, you'll learn this, you guys will, as you teach anything. The first time you teach anything, you basically never teach it that way ever again. That makes sense. Okay, what what would you keep? I don't know. While we're here on this I don't know. Uh, well, I think in general, everybody at this point needs to know Herpsvec. Because yeah. Model configurations? Yes, yeah. because yeah. that just needs that's to be important. life. Yeah. Um, that's that's a thing. I think having discussions about cross training or not are important. Yeah. I think that's a thing that needs mm -hmm. to happen. Um, obviously, I think continued discussion about mix within the realm of glottal configurations mm -hmm. and how to teach mix mm -hmm. are important. Mm -hmm. um, Funny thing about mix, the baby I, I watch now only likes it if I sing in mix. Does not like opera, does not like felt, does not like... The baby legit, only likes... Only likes mix. That sort of makes sense. Discovered that over the past two days. Oh, He's though. probably going to be a classical voice teacher. It's, he loves classical... Like, I play classical music when I'm tired of singing and I want him to sleep, and he <laughs> loves it. That's right. That hmm. seems... So, I've already pegged this child. That's His parents don't even know. That seems they're, right. They're both lawyers. They're going to be horrified. So, so Michael was posing the question for all of, and this is a good thing this time of year because let's admit it: if you're a high school choir director, or if you're a middle college school choir director, or if you're a college student, uh, just run out of you run out of mental space and you just start buying whole chickens, and eating them. <laughs> oh, I didn't finish saying this the other day when I went to Kroger. I was in that same mental space, and I bought a take-and-bake baguette and this, like, goat cheese brie. Uh-huh. Goat brie cheese. That's very that they wonderful. Had that's very course. French. That and sounds, like, normal to me. I mean, well, if I, I ate bread anymore. That's all I had as my, like, my dinner. Like that that's was a beautiful that dinner. Baguette no, it's and not, that's not abnormal. It's a whole loaf of bread. It was, it was a half. It was a half one. Yes. And I didn't finish it. I only ate half of the half. And I also bought some Like grapes, I said, that's a normal... That seems so, like, French and normal. Yes, but that's usually it's, a sign that I'm really stressed if I'm like, all I want is bread and cheese. Yeah. yeah this it's, is all it's, fancy bread and cheese, it's too. The, it's when the, compl it's when the uh, you don't think about how these foods go together. You just start buying things you like. You just buy and you're like, wow. Bread and goat cheese. That's, like, perfect. Oh, yeah, they are really good. And I was lucky that this time it made sense because before I have bought some, like, yeah. really weird yeah. comment. I think one time I bought bread and cheese and Hawaiian rolls, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and some guacamole. And yep. I was like, yeah, this wow. is... Wow, that, that, that's... That's probably one of that's the weirder... Much that's that's one much the, stranger. That's one of the weirder right. stress but you, but you sit there and you go, you go, you go, man, I want this, I don't want this. Gosh, that guacamole looks great. Yeah. <laughs> and then you grab and it. And you feel so much better inside when you're done. One time, I, on top of the weirdness, I added just an ear of corn. Uh -huh. I really wanted some corn on the cob. That, that's, that's, I think... That's a yearning for summer kind of thing. Yes. That, oh, that's 100% that what it is. So I think the weird thing about the way the academic year is structured is like, you know, you get to spring break mm -hmm. and you think, okay, the year's over. No. But it's so not. But, but yet, there's a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. to finish still. I right. mean, there's, there's in the case of Musicland, there's recitals. There's probably still a choral concert or two. There's... There's, you know, juries. I, I mean, juries, if you're not recitaling. Or uh, if you are recitaling. Or if you are recitaling. Um, 
I, I just heard a strange story, actually, and I, and I really don't want to call out the institution, so I'm not going to. That's but nice. one of my, it's not ours, one of my graduate, one of my former students, who's a graduate student at a rather prestigious institution of musical education, let's say, might or may not be a conservatory, Ooh. I just learned from her that at her school, where she's finishing her master's, very fancy school in a common geographic location, not to Clinton, Mississippi. Um, we're not a common we are not. We are not location? the mecca of classical singing. It's not where Weird. most classical singers hang out. It's not Jackson, Weird. Mississippi. Really. Um, we do have an opera company, which has been very nice to yours truly, but we don't... Anyway, anyway, she, she just gave her recital, as you might imagine. It's March, and she gave her yeah. recital. Um, nice program, and she sent me the video. I need a chance to watch it. But I was like, what was it like, you know, whatever. And she said, well, it was great to sing it in the hall. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, well, it was just me and my pianist in an empty hall. Wait, did no one come? And I was like... You dropped chicken on you're the floor. You're dropping chicken. Um, We're outside. I was like, wait, but you're, but you, you know, was it just your graduate committee or was it just whatever? And she said, no, my teacher didn't even come. It was me Are you for real? and my pianist at their at their recital. What at her the family? And, and then, well, I don't know. The family may have come in. I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, but I'm. But then, here's what even made me more upset from an institutional standpoint. And I may never send another graduate student to this school on, on because of this alone. Then I found out that it's very common that that does not happen. The teachers do not come to recitals. The That's coaches don't come ridiculous. to recitals. And then they are required to give the recital again at juries so that the faculty can evaluate it. No. That to no. me is blasphemous. Very no. irresponsible. Very just condescending. They should just go to the recital. It, like, it, it, I was I was I was none too pleased. Let's just let me let me just say as a teacher of undergraduates or graduates who could go on to doctoral work, mm -hmm. I will not be sending students to that institution on any kind of regular basis unless it's a specific situation where they've met a teacher and they really want to go there and the teacher yeah. wants them to go there okay fine and it's free and it and it's free which free is, is was not free for her to go there right so, that's sad um anyway I, it was upsetting when i heard that and yes. and and because i didn't know that going into it. it's the first student i had sent to this particular institution and I was not, I was none too pleased, as you might imagine. Um, yeah. So, on that note, this, uh, I re I had mentioned to the other two here that, uh, <coughs> oh, I'm dying, I'm done for. <coughs> <coughs> this is what he mentioned to us. This is it. I mentioned cough, 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 I'm dying, I'm done for. No, I mentioned. Well, this is Mental Health Awareness Week. Yes. Maybe not physical, not physical health. health Awareness yeah. Week. <laughs> the, the, uh, that I wanted to. like summer. I wanted us to have a discussion about. The topic of self-care. Um, this has become a very trendy term, uh, which people... Along with mindfulness. Along with mindfulness. This which, is, I think, the meta term for 2018. Yes. Mindfulness. Yes. Self-care, sometimes it's... Like, it could be a variety of things. So let's let's say for, the, for our purposes, self-care is things that you do without the aid of a medical... Whether mental health or physical health or chiropractic, any kind of medical professional, um, that you things that you do to take care of yourself, 
both to escape from your world, like escape from your stress, and also things you do to make your world more bearable so that you don't feel like you have to constantly escape from it. So I just want to have okay. a discussion about these things. What so are some things I'll, that you I'll all do? I'll share one of mine that, that oh. I find... That oh, and, and maybe alongside of this, can we also maybe mention something that you do and then some maybe like I think that this is something that I don't think we most people don't do well initially and you have to you know what I'm saying like at well, some point you had to call out all of our listeners that they don't do this what I mean is like at least I think in academia I think we all kind of do this push through push through push okay, through thing okay sure so yeah. let me let me just comment on that so, first yeah. before I say what I do mm-hmm. I think there is a trend towards the idea that we have to be busy to be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am going to do what I can with my influence. There's my word again. Influence. From last week's podcast, Sarah wasn't here, but this is yeah. this is my meta word for right now. All right. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And I will do what I can with the rest of my career. For one thing, to teach people to prioritize their time, which I think is a big important step toward toward any kind of self-care. Um, although I think there's moments where you shouldn't prioritize. Even if that's prioritizing time to deprioritize, yeah. that made no sense. But I know what I meant. Meaning, like, even if it's taking three hours, putting that in your calendar just to goof off. Yep. Um, that's what I meant. But what I was going to say is I will do whatever I can with my influence over my graduate students, my undergraduate students, any programs I supervise to maximize excellence without glorifying busyness. That's good. Maximize excellence without glorifying busyness. That's okay. And that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. And I think that's a wonderful way to do it because... Unfortunately, as academia in the last 20 years has become more like an industry mm-hmm. than a place of higher learning, mm-hmm. there has been a general trend toward this concept of, well, if we just work harder, it'll look like we're doing what's important, and we end up pushing ourselves to points of honestly beyond exhaustion mm-hmm. and I and I want to be clear here <coughs> I'm also not misclarifying that with this sort of any kind of sense of entitlement right because Meaning you gotta not, work hard because you do it, it is important that you are working hard I mean or at least that you're giving to your craft because music is not easy Right. You know, if you're going to be a professional singer, if you're going to be a professional educator in in music, if you're going to, you know, be an arts administrator, there you are going to have to work hard. Yeah. There's a difference between that and what we're talking about. And I just wanted to clarify that before we got into this maybe. Right. So what do you do? Okay, so what I do because there are times when you have been out of town for six days and, you know, maybe right. you, whatever. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that you, is best, is to have experiences, as a musician at least, where you're making music. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
I think making music is important. Even if you're not maybe the direct person that's making music, perhaps you're conducting. In in, in, in my case today, it was actually listening to Michael sing the first movement of Young Man's Exhortation. And at the end of it, there's this wonderful moment. And if you know my Facebook account, you know I've posted this text on Facebook. But the text that Hardy is set at the end of the first song of... If I have seen but one thing, it is the passing preciousness of dreams that aspects are within us, and who seems most kingly is the king, is one of my favorite lines of poetry ever written, <coughs> and Michael made me cry today in his lesson. You cried? He didn't even know that, because I covered it up well, because he sang the next song very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is a fact. <laughs> and then sang the next seven pretty well. Yay. But the second song was, was, not good was his it was bad. Terrible. It was his it was bad terrible. moment today. But um, okay, fine. But uh, but but there's a perfect example of, of going back to something you love mm-hmm. that that helps refocus you and re-inspire you and yeah. bring you back and remind you. I think it's important to remember why you're doing what you're doing. Yes, I remember a conversation last semester <coughs> with your wife, where she said to me. It's like she said this, and then you've said similar things, but she just has a way of like saying things and they just pierce your soul. And she said, This is supposed to be fun. And that was the end of the conversation. And I was like, Oh crap. This is supposed to be fun. I'm supposed to like this. I used to like this. When did I like enter a musical montage? 11th hour, 11th hour ballad in the Michael Ham musical. But that didn't happen. Anyways, that conversation. Anyways, that conversation was very valuable. I'll tell so. you one. Uh, I'll tell you um, uh, just one so or two other things that are very helpful for me. And and I'm I guess I'm taking over this part of the conversation only because I'm older than the two of you. Mm-hmm. And I will fully admit that I was horrible at this when I was yours at your ages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I meant earlier when I was like, I think none of us learn how to, none of us intrinsically do these things. Right. It's something we learn whether we do it well or not. Well, you, you have know? to or you're going to lose your mind. Right. Yes. And, 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 and I mean, let's admit it. I mean, musicians in general, I think that there's a certain level as a singer of any kind of music, actually, of eccentricity that might be healthy. Or self-destructive, or self-destructive, mm-hmm. but I think that I think that we need some of this ability to express. Yeah, it's just sometimes that expression can be less appropriate or more too much. Yeah, it can go yeah. too far, and we can lose touch. Maybe because we're emotional, sometimes we maybe. We maybe need perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think keeping perspective is another way, uh-huh. big picture sort of meta idea. Uh-huh. And part of that is, is what we were just talking about. This idea of, you know, like music making should be fun. And, and it, but I think it even goes beyond that. Also, just the perspective. I, I haven't told this story in the podcast, I don't think yet. But I was in the middle of my doctoral defense. And one of, one of my committee members was grilling me on a topic, and I felt like I had answered the questions adequately on, on regards to this point, but, but it, it kept going. And one of my other committee members, who 
I'm not sure what her current title is, but her then title was was director of head and neck surgery at the Miller School of Medicine at the University mm. of Miami. Um, she she uh, after letting me swim for a while, she said, "I'm sorry." He's answered the question. I have patients in my office who are dying of cancer. Can we move on? <laughs> Very matter of factly, but <coughs> right. I think it's important to remember that we musicians are not curing cancer. Right. No. Right. Um, right. And and, and just just to, you know again perspective I think I think matters. Yeah. I will admit, uh, sort of in a more frivolous answer, podcasting helps. Yes. It does. I think we've all said that at some point that yeah. like podcasting is fairly therapeutic. Yeah. Well, because we're all sitting here usually talking about things we care about. Oh yeah, things we enjoy. Speaking of things we enjoy, Leah finished the first season of Broadchurch. Um, Gosh, we and have I was super impressed because after like four episodes, she had finished four episodes when we were talking last night, and I was like, "So who do you think did it?" And she, she, she knew. She knew what? Four episodes. I mean, she didn't know. No, she was like, "I'm kind of thinking this guy." She goes, "I'm going off of like Dwight from The Office, where you know it's not the person you most suspect, but it's also not the person you least suspect." It's the person you middle suspect. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't either. And I'm often good at picking up on things Same, I didn't know. She, she, she had done it, and she finished it last night uh, after I had gone to bed. Broad so church, we should, so yeah, good. But yeah. Wow. Podcasting. Talking about things we enjoy. Yes. Good for self-care. So what else do you do, Sarah, for self-care? Oh, personally? Besides, besides uni- what was it? Space Unicorn? Oh yeah, I bought oh a I bought a sheep mask the other day, and it was magical. It was a holographic unicorn sheep. That mask. sounds like self care. Yeah. Yeah, sheep masks are fun. Um, that's not generally what I do. I I love to read. I actually will play the piano. I like to go on drives. Um, when I get like really stressed and just I just drive down the mm-hmm. trace, listen mm-hmm. to a book on tape. And that's that sounds nice. wonderful. Actually, it's it's very nice. You just drive, yeah. especially like while it's still light out. It's it's nice. It's very calming. You're in nature, but mm-hmm. you know you're not dying from nature or whatever. Mm. I like to go on walks if the weather's nice. Um, I've started doing yoga. That's been very helpful. That's been helpful. I think a lot of singers do yoga. I didn't yeah. used to like it, but actually, since I've had this like the heart thing flaring up, I have found that yoga is probably the most helpful thing for like if I'm having like a whatever if if i'm somewhere where i can do like just a little pose and like uh-huh. get my breathing really like regulated yeah. then that's super helpful yeah. there are books um the, I think it's linda lister right who wrote the book yoga for singers i don't know i have no idea i believe that that's I'm, i believe i'm quoting that right i don't have that in front of me but but uh, uh i think it was her um uh she's a professor at unlv i, I think yeah. she still is reading is um, probably my biggest one or my guilty pleasure, I love watching um, YouTube videos, be it makeup tutorials or vines or stupid videos like that. Linda Lister, yoga for singers. See, I didn't make that up. You did not make it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We even tied it back to singing. Yes. Yay. Yes. Michael, do you have things you do? I do have things that I do. I would like to say this, that when I was, so I'm 26 now, I'll be 27 in, uh, in May, but <clears throat> when I was like 19 or 20 years old, I was terrible, I just, actually, I'll say this, I, self-care, you have two choices, well, three choices, one, hold it in, bad choice, choice two, self-care, choice three, self-medicate, those are your three options. 
Hold it in, self-care or self-medicate. You're probably are more than that, but okay. But we're going to go with it because... They were your three they options. They were my three options. And so... You tried to hold it in? No, I tried to self-medicate. Then, oh, I, say, I feel like you went from holding it in to self-medicating. Maybe. Yeah, that might be right. That might be right. I feel like that's a, na- a fairly popular transition? I think so. I absolutely think so. Because people yes. think it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, and then they go, And I don't think they even realize okay. they're self-medicating right. at first. Right. Well, I certainly didn't. And so, it took me a while to go, oh, there are things that I do that are self-destructive in my life. And I don't, you know, no. It doesn't have to be super extreme. It can be like, like, I'm going to buy $19 worth of deep fried food because I'm tired right. and sad. That's yeah, what I, I did. I'm gonna buy three dozen deep fried Oreos and house them. Right. Right. Whoa. It's like <laughs> that would be really good though. Side. Speaking of deep fried Oreos, <laughs> if you go to Fuzzies and you try their Oreo churros, they're not very good. So, my kids um, don't. Yeah. My kids don't. Those are margaritas, are though. Huh? Margaritas has good ones though. Oh, I didn't my know kids that. don't even care for the ones at Fuzzies, although they love Fuzzies. I so, love Fuzzies. Just yes. Not those. New taco right. shop in town. Sorry, folks. Anyways, the uh, but so the other side of that is this though. Um, <clears throat> so I had to learn how to self care, and sometimes yeah, and so even things that that we consider to be self care sometimes can become self medicate. You know, like because it ends up being self destructive. Using the word self a lot. I don't know how to get around that. But uh, they end up being self-destructive. And so I, I want to present the idea <clears throat> that self-care... Say, yeah, fi- yep, yep, yep. Um, self-care is not only the kind of thing that we do to escape. Like, for instance, like, I totally love the idea of I'm driving and I'm listening to an audiobook because I do that kind of thing. It's really important and it's yeah. valuable. I also, but I also know, like, for myself <clears throat> that self-care... Okay, how do I say this? A, a telltale sign for me that I am not doing well and not dealing with stress well is that I stop cooking for myself and dishes pile up everywhere. That's an interesting concept of just being able to recognize right. when like, you're wh- not caring <clears throat> Right, what are your tells? It's like, honestly, now this is gross, but I'll just tell you all, my hair is buzzed real short now, and uh, the fact is, like, when I... Like, in graduate school, I've no developed, one wants to know I've developed this habit of wearing hats... Because it means I don't have to get up and get up twenty minutes earlier and shower in the morning, and so that's a tell from that's a tell for me. I know, I, no, I, I understand. It's a tell for me that says, "Huh, Michael, you're letting stuff go by the wayside for the sake of what?" As opposed to going, you know. So, like, I, I want to argue the idea of like just taking good care of yourself. I mean, in the most fundamental ways, you know, cook for yourself, clean your actual house, do your laundry, do your laundry. Like, and making those a priority and not making the work, you know, like the, the thing that you think is important, don't let that kill everything else in your life. Mm. Because if your world becomes unescapable and then you come home to escape from that, to escape from your work, you know, to rest, and then your home is also an unescapable nightmare, uh. then maybe you're not, maybe there are some things you can do. And so... <clears throat> So I know for me, so I know for me, like I, I have to cook for myself, and I have to make time and energy and spend money to and plan my life around cooking for myself. And if I do that one thing, it it reorders my life in a way that causes other things to be easier. And so that's a nice thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. We're out of time. We're gonna we have are, a surely. full episode next week, week because we're gonna be together. Yes. Sarah and I both need to get to church rehearsals. Yes. Woo. Um. So breakfast. Uh, oh, 
as my treat for myself this week because it's holy week and it's very stressful i got these apple fritters at kroger and i've been having one for breakfast in the morning where i put it in the oven and it was so good <laughs> okay sarah's eating like a five-year-old again good good to see but an excellent example of self-care it's a stressful week priorities are this so when in doubt here you go okay very quickly uh takeaways quickly um 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 (laughs) like we haven't like we've never done this holy week is stressful there you go (laughs) go. okay sarah's takeaway good i think this sums up this my takeaway is that roasted chicken from kroger is one of the best deals you can possibly do kroger has really good chicken whole chickens yeah they really do oh yeah uh my takeaway is i would just like to give a, a, a shout out and thank um, Dr. Emily Yatchua yes. for um, inviting us to Randolph College ever. And we made a return trip this week, as we talked about last week in the podcast, and set up for me the opportunity sort of of a lifetime, not only to be able to recital with her and my wife this weekend, uh, but also to then give a keynote address at Randolph's SciFest last Woo-hoo. week. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time. Thank you to everybody at Randolph College. Woo-hoo. Also... Wanted to uh, just also give a shout out and a thank you to my dear friend and former teacher, Professor Jana Young at Kennesaw State, who also hosted Mandy and I in master class uh, on Monday, and we had a great trip. We're very glad to be back. We missed the kids very much, and and our students, not just my, my, I missed my actual kids is what I meant, but also our students. And uh, we will be back on Friday, and I promise, because we are within a month that Friday we will have next week, when you're listening to this we'll definitely have some more avengers talk because yeah. it's got to come back it does. so because we're it's getting time. close the countdown is the countdown is real the hype is real Ooh. also the hype for karate kid looks awesome i haven't seen so about you're neither of you are 80s people forget you all right that's it See bye you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.